in the spirit. I'm just asking you to put your hand on your heart today. Because God wants to wake some things up. It's not about waking up what you're doing wrong. It's waking up in His righteousness. The song says His love is fierce. And I declare that you wake up to His love. Wake up to His love of your life. Wake up and, and, and begin to wake up to the revelation of who He is. Wake up to, to the revelation that He is a good God and only good things come from Him. Wake up that He, he wants to bless you more than you even want to be blessed. Wake up that He wants to love you even more than you want to be loved. And he, he is faithful to you. Wake up to His faithfulness. Wake up to His, his glory. Wake up to His honor. Wake up to, to being part of a family of God. Wake up to His presence. Wake up to His goodness. Wake up to His grace. Wake up to His righteousness. We just say that your heart, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. We speak a wake-up call. We declare a wake-up call in the Spirit. You know, I stay at a hotel and you can call them up and you can say, look, give me a a four o'clock wake-up call and at four o'clock the phone will ring i declare today that the phone is ringing that god is calling your family that god is calling your friends he's got there's a wake-up call being sent a wake-up to wake up to what to get up wake up to get up and to see you who god designed you to be see you as sons and daughters of the most high god see you with his love see you wrapped in his goodness see you begin to wake up i say wake up today wake up wake up wake up wake up family wake up friends wake up sons and daughters of god i say rise up i say not only wake up but you know you, you i can hit the snooze alarm and just kind of lay there in bed but god says now wake up and rise up wake up and rise up he wants to move in he wants to be closer to you he wants to begin to move in wake up he's right here he's right here right now beginning to step in begin to wake up wake up to his goodness <laughs> wake up to his love wake up to his joy wake up to his mercies there are new mercies every morning i thank you i've got the mercies of the lord today you've got new mercies every morning he wants to wake up he wants you to wake up wake up tell somebody wake up i'm gonna tell him say wake up wake up he wants to move in closer to you i wake up because he wants to get closer wake up because he wants to spend time with you wake up because he wants you to step in to what he has for you today wake up wake up we say wake up this morning wake up this morning he wants to move closer to you this morning Come on. 
Spirit of the Lord say, Oh my, oh my, did you know what I'm doing? Do you know I'm doing something brand new in you? Uh, and, and, and the Lord would say, I know you've heard that, and you've heard that, and you've heard that, and you think, well, where is it? I'm telling you, this day, as you've yielded to me, I have placed you myself in a different place. A different spot. You have moved from this spot to this spot. You may not feel it, you may not know it, but I have, I have moved you into another place. It's a brand new season. It's a brand new face. It's a brand new walk and a brand new talk. And I'm telling you today, if you'll just pray and release all those cares to me, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to change those things that have been bothering you. I'm going to move in in power and authority like I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to change this world so you can see that I am God. And there's no other. There's no other everywhere. I'm everywhere. Don't you know? Can't you? see don't you want to walk with me don't you want to go and live in this place i'm telling you about i want i want you to just live and shout be so happy be so glad because what i'm doing isn't bad it's good it's wonderful it's beautiful to behold i have placed you this day in my fold there's nothing that can get you there i'm even covering you I'm stepping on top and keeping anything from bothering you. Don't you know? You don't have a care. All you have to do is place it there. And I'll just take care all the time, everywhere. I'm everywhere. Don't you want to be in that spot? If you've been holding out, right now's the time to turn it loose. And let me flow in all you know and all you're going to do. Because I've got you where I want you now. I've got you in this new spot. This new place. And as you yield to me, you're going to walk in my grace in a brand new way. And you're going to say, God, this is the best day of my life. The best day of my life. I'm so glad to be in your family. Hey. Hey, come on, come on, come on. Why don't you turn to somebody next to you and say, you better get a hold of that. Tell them, say, you just need to get a hold of that. we got to grab a hold of that thing. we got to grab a hold of that thing. So, you know, what's about moving? All I could hear was righteousness and grace. We've been talking about getting in the face of God, you know, seeing His face. Seeing His face, and we shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't be afraid to get involved with God because it's about righteousness and grace. Amen? How about the first through fourth graders? If you first through fourth grade, come on up real quick. Come on up here real quickly. We just want to pray a blessing over you. Linda, come on up and pray. Jason, come on up. I want you guys to pray over the kids. Virginia, come and let's pray. Kelly, let's pray over these kids right here. Travis, Pastor Sean, come on up. You guys, come on up. We're just going to pray over you guys today. We're just going to lay hands and bless you today. Let's just put your hands towards the altar. The Bible says that these children are arrows. They're their arrows in a quiver. So we ask your blessings now to be upon them, Father. We thank you that they they operate in your goodness, operate in your grace today. Father, we thank you that you open their hearts to experience your love. We just release the love of God upon these children today. And everybody in agreement says amen. You guys are headed with Miss Jessica right over there. Okay, anybody that's kindergarten or infants to kindergarten, 
Um, you guys are headed off. If you haven't already, infants to kindergartens, you guys are headed off. With, uh, I think Rachel's right here somewhere around here. But anyways, let's get out of your seats, meet and greet somebody this morning. Tell them we're glad you're here this morning. God bless you. Let's just take a few minutes and meet somebody this morning. Greet somebody this morning. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, if you go ahead and find your seats. Praise God. God is good all the time. Well, we've just got a few announcements this morning. You'll check out. Sure, you wind up before? Okay. All right. Um, check out your nice little bulletin here because it has much information. If you'll take out a pen and add to some of the prayer requests, I want to add to, to those. So those of you that are praying for, for the needs in the body here, if you can add to that. You can read over everyone's there, and then you can add um, Bonnie. What's in Bonnie? Wave at us. Bonnie's right here. Uh, these three sisters right here. Shirley, Colleen, and Bonnie, all three sisters. But Bonnie's sister uh, is being diagnosed with cancer. Daughter-in-law. Why did I say I knew that? Daughter-in-law. Yes, I was saying sisters, and that, that stuck in my brain. And her name is Sandy, right? So please be praying for Sandy and praying for healing. And um, they're, they're going to the doctor next week. Is that right, to, to figure out the treatment? Thursday. Tommy, wave at us, Tommy Melson. Tommy has surgery tomorrow, and uh, they're going to come in and raise up his cheek and his eye right there. And so be praying for him and his recovery for that surgery. And Delbert fell a week ago, or a little over a week ago, and they just went to the doctor Friday night or something, and he broke his leg. What's the bone that broke? Fibula. So let's be praying for Delbert's recovery. So we knew it was hurting, right? <laughs> but he didn't know it was broken until Friday night, so... Um, so those are just some more added prayer requests. I'm sure there's more, so just be lifting up the body. Uh, we've got uh, different due dates. Acquire the fire. The balance is due for acquire the fire today, so get with Michelle on that for any of, the, of your kids that are going to acquire the fire. And uh, the ushers, do we have the information forms handy? Christy said they were back right back here on that table. Okay, if we just really want each of you to, to uh, complete this, uh, if you've been here for years, I'm sure, and you have no changes to emails, we probably don't, but if you can still f fill out one, that would be great, just, to it's just as a family. So if you haven't filled one out in the last few weeks, I know we did this not too long, raise your hand so I can have the ushers get a form in your hand. So raise your hand, I'm sure it's probably most of you. So uh, we can make sure we have cell phones, addresses, anniversary. If you're not seeing your birthday up there, things like that, then we don't have it. So we want to make sure we have all your information. So all you guys are good over here? We've got a few of you. Okay, as soon as you see the ushers heading your way, then raise your hand so that we can make sure we have all of our information. You know, sometimes ministry, there are practical things. 
there are practical things that we need from you just to be able to communicate with you, make sure that we're able to let you know. So if you haven't filled one out in the last month, then please go ahead and fill one out. And when you bring up your tithes and offerings, just put it in here, and that would be great. Awesome? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? All the rest of you have filled one out. Raise your hand right quick if you haven't in the last month. We'll get you, get you one. Okay, praise the Lord. How about last weekend? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It was, it was a great Saturday and Sunday. We, we had a meeting Thursday, and we were talking about what we felt had been released through that, and, and we, we know that it's just going to continue, continue to continue to be unveiled of spiritually what happened through honoring the Western family. So I'm kind of full of it today. <clears throat> um, as she was saying that, I just want to release this, these thoughts to you, that when we, when we meet and greet, we go around and we say, God bless you, don't we? God bless you, Shorty. We are releasing the blessing of the Lord. And what you're doing is opening doors for those people that you're blessing. Did you know that? You're opening doors for them to walk through that God has prepared for them. And the same anointing that's on their life, you can partake of because you bless. You see, what we are good at is rah, 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 griping and complaining. Aren't we good at that? It just kind of comes easy. But when we bless... It's, it's just a principle of God, and I just think we need to get a hold of it. It's just like honoring the Weston family. We bless them. And I'm telling you, there are things coming to this house. Wow, because of what we did last weekend. You are just going to be amazed, and you may not even realize that's what happened. But as we honored and honored and honored them for what they had done, we open doors to partake of all the anointing. If any of you know Pastor Tonya, she is anointed. We don't have any question about that. Pastor Tony was. And so we can even partake of his anointing even though he's in heaven. So I'm telling you, even as you give today, you're blessing this body of believers. Because we can't come together if we don't have our offerings. So as you bless God, he... He just blesses back. It's just his principle. And so I, I just challenge you. Start blessing people. And find a word for them and give it to them. Just go to the word and, and, and tell God you want a word for somebody. Just for the fun of it. Not because they're just dire and they're just laying on their face and they don't know what they're going to do. But just because you want to bless them. And I guarantee you, if you hear something from God and you deliver it to somebody else, just like this morning, weren't you blessed from the word God gave? Amen. Sure you were. And if it's personal, it's, it's kind of a double whammy. So let's begin to bless. Let's just begin to walk in and partake of all the anointings that God has for us. Because then you got the answer every time you need it. Okay. Preach it. Preach it, Pastor Virginia. Honor releases life. Amen. Okay, are you ready to 
Oh, wait, we have some, we have just a, a couple testimonies, I think. So, anybody want to share what God has done? You guys want to share? Larry and Lynn? While they're coming, I want to just give honor just a moment to my life group leaders. Um, I have found out, come to the knowledge that they are two-faced. We see them walk around here in love, in compassion, rejoicing with you, weeping with you. But I'm telling you, when there is the scent of battle in the air, they are like transformers. They become fierce, fierce warriors. If you have a need, you can reach out to any of your life group leaders. I look around here, Bernita, Mario, Virginia, uh, Gosh, if I start naming them, I'll miss them. But if you have a need, they will pray with you, and they will do battle, and they just, they will have blood on their sword when they finish. Um, we do have a testimony. I want to introduce our newest life group leader, Lynn Young. She has taken over the coffee shop. And uh, we have a testimony we want to release connected to the coffee shop because this is your ministry that you're supporting. And she asked me to do this, although she and Jesus are the heroes of this story. So as soon as I start getting it wrong, I want you to take the microphone, okay? No. <laughs> we had a young couple come in Thursday morning with a huge need, just a grievous need. They were traveling across the country with their two small children and they were using their IRS card. The IRS gives you um, your refund in a credit card form now. And they were using that to purchase their food and lodging and gasoline, and he lost it. And they were pulling a small trailer. They'd come down here to clear out a storage shed so he could go back to work in Nebraska, and they lost it. And they had spent the night with those babies in their car the night before. It was, oh... And through the coffee shop, we were able to provide breakfast for them. Coffee, water, juice, breakfast bars. Uh, Lynn offered them the telephone. He was able to call the IRS. Pastor Sean helped and actually get his card canceled because it's just like cash. Once somebody picks it up, they can just use it like cash. They were able to get their card canceled, and so they were going to send them a new card, which was not going to help them at the moment, but we were able to meet their need uh, with a little bit of cash. Uh, they needed gas money. And then Lynn led them both to the Lord. <laughs> that is so awesome. I tell you, she's, she's like a bloodhound on this because she asked him, she said, do you know Christ is your Savior? And she said, I was trying to pick my words so well because I fall into this Christianese language, you know, that people don't understand. And he said, well, yeah, I was christened when I was a baby. And she said, boy, that was, I was on the scent then. I knew he had no idea what I was talking about, but she did. She witnessed to them. And through the coffee shop, through Lynn, through our blessed Lord, they are sealed forever. I'm definitely uh, happy in the house of the Lord here that uh, we didn't let Lynn have the microphone. 
she'd start preaching and teaching and laying hands on every one of you and praying for you. But so that's another day. But I'm uh, going to give you the Reader's Digest version real quickly of a real blessing that's happened to us. Uh, Pastor can tell you I'm not too bashful and I am pretty mouthy, so I won't put you through that, I promise. But uh came here 10 months ago, and uh, as I told my wife when I found the opportunity in Woodward, Oklahoma, <laughs> where's Woodward? Okay, that uh, is she up to another adventure? Well, the Lord uh, not only started an adventure, and it's been such a blessing in our lives, both in the city and the church, the family, you people, and, and uh, all that's happened, that uh, that alone would be enough to take me from now to heaven. I tell you, I, I'm doing fine with that. But uh, the Lord, through uh, uh, us really working hard, and it is sometimes hard work, uh, of being a good steward with our dollars and trying to live the life and walk the walk, and talk to talk, and try to be a, a witness to other people, uh, we have uh, found ourselves in a situation where the job that I had uh, is wonderful. I love it. It's what I came here for. However, uh, the number two uh, oil company in the world now seems to be interested in me, which is amazing. At 67, to have anybody interested in you, it's wonderful. But the fact is, though, that I start tomorrow is the testimony and uh, with them, and and I just simply, uh, that alone would have been enough, but it actually doubled my income. Yeah. And I just wanted to share that because the dollars aren't the thing, but it's God's favor, number one, and number two, it's, it's just something that can happen to Larry, it can happen to anyone. And I wanted to be able to encourage you with that and just let you know that He's a real God. He loves you, and he wants the very best for you. So at my young age and, and uh, my abilities, uh, whatever they are, I haven't figured them out quite yet. I've done so many different things in life. But uh, just wanted to share that with my brothers and sisters here in the house of the Lord. And uh, I will give you a chance. To, you want to say anything at all? Well, of course, we give the Lord all the praise. The favor over these last few months has been incredible. Uh, the company that he's going with, he has worked this 10 months with, and looking back over the signpost, God has given us favor uh, in knowing the supervisors and on and on and on. And the headhunter called him after he the snow slowed down the testing he had to do at the hospital, of course, to be a driver. But that got released on Thursday. Is that right? Thursday. Friday. They called him Friday, and boom, you're to be here Monday morning in El Reno. And we are not speechless people, but at Friday, as we were sharing with Pastor Sean, Friday in his office, we're sitting there and just looking at each other and raising our hands, praising the Lord. And I think we would have fallen to our knees, but getting up might have been another thing. <laughs> but we give all God all the praise. That's wonderful. Um, I just want to take a minute and tell a testimony about... Pastor gave a testimony last week about how his grandson got a little crocodile bread at the... What restaurant were you at? Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. And I thought to myself, I'm going to start paying attention to the little things that God is doing. And 
I'm not suggesting you shouldn't pray because you could, but pastor wasn't praying for God to send an alligator bread thing. I mean, it was just God's favor. And so I just decided to kind of walk in that. And isn't it great to be a son or a daughter of the Most High King? And I've been trying to walk in that and find my identity in that. And last Thursday when the snowstorm hit, I had to be on a plane. Um, me and my daughter had to be on a plane to my middle daughter's graduation. And gosh, the snow was coming, and my boss just said, get out of here, go get your plane. The storm's not going to hit Oklahoma City. So we left. It's about probably 10 o'clock in the morning, and the snow had already hit. And it took us an hour to get to Woodward, <laughs> and it was pretty intense. But after that, it was fine. Flight was fine. Um, we get to Chicago, and my daughter lives in Michigan City, so it was like an hour and a half from there. Graduation Saturday, it was wonderful. Um, so what what happened was Sunday, we got news that the storm was coming again, and a friend of mine called and said, you better get out of there, and my flight wasn't supposed to take place until Monday morning. Well, there would have been no way. So I called Sunday morning to the airline and asked if we could switch our flight, and they said, no, wasn't on the list to change yet. I'm like, okay, and some, something, my spirit just said, don't panic, just check back later. And so, okay, well, 2 o'clock, I checked back, yeah, you can change your flight, and it won't cost anything extra, which earlier would have been $400. And so I said, can you get me on the 830 flight? Yes, you're in. So 2 o'clock, we have to go pack. We're, we were at church up there at, a, at our previous church, and um, anyway, it was pretty exciting to get from the airport. You know, we had three hours to pack and everything. Um, so I'm kind of paying attention. Okay, God's at work here. We get on the flight for free. Everything's working out. We're going to beat the storm. And we're still kind of, you know, rattled because we got to get home before we get stranded somewhere. And so we get to the security line, and it's like an hour wait to get through security. Well, I see this little sign over here, and there's this like, short line. And we were thinking, should we check our bag? Should we not check our bag? Well, it was a straight flight, so we decided to check our bag. We get there, and this little short line was for the people that check their bags. You don't have any bags to carry on, right? And so there's 10 people in it. So I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. So we get through there, and then we get, you know, then you, you get check your tag or whatever. And then you go through this other place to go through security, take your shoes off, whatever. This line is ridiculous. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're never going to through this. So this little, you know, swervy thing like this, the security guard comes up, opens the thing, you guys come this direction. And we're like the third person. I'm not even kidding you. And we're just like, Eva, did you see that? And we're just like, we're at five minutes, we're out. And then I'm thinking, oh my gosh, where's my gate? And I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm just, so I'm like, okay, we've got to get a bite to eat because it's going to be, you know, late when we get there. And we're at the food court. It's just right there after security. And I'm looking around, and our gate is right there. And it could have been way down there in the, in the Chicago airport. And so I'm like, oh, here we are. So we, everything works out fine. And we, we get on the way home. Now, this is where I knew God was at work. Not, I mean, all that, like the gentleman said, all the other stuff would have been fine. But this is what happened. My boss happened to be in Oklahoma City, and she calls me, and she said, where are you? Are you landed? She's checking on me. Well, 
the storm hit, what, 10 o'clock or something Sunday night. And we hit the airport at 11 o'clock in the morning. I, we weren't going to get home till 2. I knew that. Um, so we're driving, and she's about 20, mi 20 miles ahead of me in a Suburban. Okay? Well, after Fort Supply, it was snow. I mean, you couldn't see the road. And she calls me, and she said, it's really bad. I'm ahead of you. And... She cleared a path. And I knew that was God because the chances of him of her being in the city when a snowstorm was coming was absurd. Why was she even there? And she was calling and checking on me. She said, I'm ahead of you. If you get caught, we'll come and get you. And um, anyway, it was just so cool to watch God do these, these little things. And then the big thing. And we got home safely. And um, wow, I'm just so thankful to be um, a daughter of the Most High King, and he really does take care of you. <laughs> Praise God. Okay, the power of testimony. I was telling someone earlier that um, when you release your testimony, the power that's attached to it, someone else can grab a hold of that, and they can say, wow, if you did it for him, if you did it for her, if you did it for them, you can do it for me. So it's important to give that testimony so someone can attach their faith to it and they can go a little higher too. Amen? Well, let's, let's stand to our feet and let's, let's get our tithes and our offerings ready. If you've been here the last two Sundays, I've shared in Hebrews chapter 7 uh, about, about the tithe and the order of Melchizedek and, and Jesus being the ultimate high priest. So I just want us together to declare some of that. So if you'll just, just repeat after me as we prepare our tithes and offerings this morning. I give today the tenth of all of my increase. And I present my tithes and offerings to my high priest, Jesus Christ who was made my high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Because of all that God has delivered me out of, my tithes and offerings are my love, my honor, and my gratitude to my God. I am choosing the life of love. And I have not forgotten it. As I give my tithes and offerings today, I am declaring as his witness that he lives on. And I am proclaiming the power of an indestructible life because of Christ in me, the hope of glory. Through my tithes and offerings today, I am declaring the Lordship of Jesus Christ in my life and my family. I listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, my God, and I choose to obey him 
and live my life for him. Now look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless my family, my church, and myself. As Abraham received blessings from Melchizedek, I now receive blessings from Jesus, my high priest, and it is so. And everyone said, Amen. Come and give. Well, good morning, everybody. Hey, uh, you know what I love? I love when Pastor Virginia begins to, I love when Pastor Virginia begins to prophesy and it goes into rhyming. Has anybody ever noticed that? And, and we thought the rap and the rhyming stuff was, was invented just a few years ago, amen? But uh, it's been a lot longer than that. I've got, a, I've got somebody on the phone with us. Can you hear me? 
Okay, this is Richard's sermons. He he called me. Richard um, Richard called me this morning. He's like, I'm going to be on a plane, and and uh, the only way that I can say it is that God brings promotion. And Richard says, I'm I'm going to be gone from church for two to three months because the company that he's working with has sent him down to Houston for training. So um, he wanted to say hello this morning. You're on. Hey, I just wanted to say hello to everybody and let you know where I was, that I hadn't run off or anything. Uh, tell my wife, uh, I haven't pulled over on the side of the road. I'm not driving and talking on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> she gave a thumbs up. All right. I, I, just, I want to tell you guys I love you tremendously. I miss you already. Um, while I'm down there, uh, I'm going to be attending our old church, the worship center. So I will be, I will be staying churchified and, and pray for me. I'm going to be in a foreign country. I'm uh, down there in some place called Texas where they got all these funny accents. It's kind of hard to understand what they say, but I think I'll kind of, kind of get, a, get my point across. Well, that's Houston, right? Yes, Houston. I'll be in Houston, uh, for, um, at least two months, possibly three. But uh, I just, I, I just, I, I miss you guys already. Tell Pastor Shelley, good morning, sunshine. Our little <laughs> bit of sunshine there walking around. And uh, I know you're teaching about honor still. I wanted to uh, uh, throw some honor to the praise and worship team. And remember that out of the whole world, God chose Abraham. And out of him, he chose Isaac and Jacob and on down to Levi. Out of the family of the Levites, he chose them by name to be praise and worshipers. So you guys are chosen by name, Levites, to praise and worship, to lead us in praise and worship, and to sing praises before the Lord. So you're you're doubly honored today and, and special in my heart. I just wanted to tell you that. Thank you. We love you, and we bless you, and we send the blessings of the Lord to be upon you, and uh, may keep you safe, and enjoy your time while you're down there. I certainly will. All right, God bless you. God bless. Everybody have a beautiful day. Give my wife a big hug for me. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you. All right. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, technology is pretty amazing. I remember when Bobby was in Brazil and we were able to hook up with Bobby in, in Brazil. That was, that was pretty neat. The ushers are going to ha- got a handout for you today. If you, um, I want to get back into discovering the power of honor. If you brought your handout that we gave a few weeks ago, you won't need one. But if you need a handout, just kind of lift your hand up to the ushers. They're going to now get them out to you guys. I want to take a look at a few things this morning. Um, I, I, I'm going to be moving my glasses on and off. Um, I, I give the Lord praise and glory for everything that, that uh, all good things that come to my life. Amen. And then even in the difficult places as we come through them, Romans 8.28 says he's working everything out for your good. So uh, I got a lot of testimonies. I know that there's going to be a lot of other testimonies about the snow. Um, a lot of you guys don't realize some things, but when the snow hit, and I was thinking about Stephanie in Buffalo, when it hit in Buffalo, we have four hog facilities in Buffalo, and they, they have about 2,500 head per barn. And I want to praise the Lord, first of all, for the precipitation. Can we give the Lord some praise for that? Amen. We have, we need that. We, we need that. And there's more coming. So, the, so as I'm shoveling snow or dealing with the, the difficulty of trying to get bulldozers into sites, 
because you can't leave those hogs without water. It's kind of like, Martin, you know, the cattle, they still got to eat. They still got to be taken care of. You know, when, when the calves are, are coming forth and there's still got to be some attention that's there. We have, a, we have a worker that when the storm was coming in, Stephanie, we, I had contacted, we have other facilities in Beaver. And in Beaver and Buffalo, I contacted our farm manager, and I said, we need you guys in there about 4 a.m. We need to make sure that the hogs are taken care of. They've got food. They've got water. Everything needs to be done. And he said, okay, not a problem. So a crew of guys went into the, to the nurseries in Beaver, and the, the team of people went into the finishers in Buffalo. Long story short, in Beaver, I was working to try to get some bulldozers in, and there was not equipment moving. I mean, they were like, you know, we'd put a bulldozer out there, but I can't get my semi-truck to even get close to the facility or even get it out in the yard and where it's at. So everything was just shut down. And I thank the Lord for the guy's commitment because they could have just said, you know what, it's snowing, I want to stay home. They live in Liberal. They travel about 30, 35, 40 miles to get to the facility in Beaver. In Buffalo, they live right there in Buffalo, and they went out at 4 in the morning, and it snowed, and it snowed, and it snowed. Well, in, in Buffalo, they couldn't get home. In Buffalo, the, the, the truck that we have that they service the barns was in the ditch. So they walked back and got the tractor, and they actually used the tractor, which doesn't have a cab on it, Martin. You know, they actually used the, the tractor to get from site to site. And that night, they literally spent the night in the barns. And that I am thankful for that because that is commitment on their part. They have teenage children. They were at home without their mom and dad, but their mom and dad were there working. So we were in contact with them, trying to get the county to clear the roads, trying to get bulldozers in, trying to find a bulldozer. I, I contacted people within a 100-mile radius in the panhandle of Texas and Guyman and, and Kansas and everywhere else to try to get bulldozers into this site as soon as things pass through. So I just personally am very grateful because... There's a lot of money. It's not our money that's tied up. We are entrusted by a company, Seaboard Foods, that that's their pigs. So, you know, the, the two or $300,000 of animals that are on our sites, we're responsible to take care of them. And we never lost power. And I, I am thankful for that. And I, I want to I praise God for that. And that doesn't mean, well, if you, you, were, you were stranded and you lost power, that you're upset with God. Don't get mad at God. Come on, somebody. You know, there, there are situations and circumstances. There's others that I know in here that, have, that I know you lost power, and I know, you know, you, you, you didn't have the things that you were able to have, but you survived. And, and that's the thing. God has a way. Say, God has a way. So there's other testimonies that come out. Um, we began to leave. My, my wife was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to go get that truck out in Buffalo. I'm going to take my vehicle, we're going to get the tractor, we're going to get that, and we're going to get that thing out. Well, how many of you know there's road signs? And I was thinking about Larry and, and Lynn when they shared about these road signs along the way. So I, I grabbed my son-in-law, Luis, and, and uh, Luis and I, we, we load up. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to Buffalo. And my wife is like, what? Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get that truck out we got to take care of them. There's some things that's got to be taken care of. I want to make sure I'm supporting my employees, those that are there. And, and so we, we decide to head out. And as we're driving out, we get, past, uh, we get past, you know, Kevin's Corner, and we're headed out that way. And I have a four-wheel drive, and I think it's invincible. I think I can go anywhere with it. And I 
to be honest with you, I try to put it places just to see if I can get in there. Martin, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, I'm going to do that. So we started heading out, and, and the phone rings. Or the, I don't know if it's a Louisa text or whatever, but it's like Rachel. And Rachel says, oh, by the way, they've, they've found out that the road is closed. And Louisa and I are looking at each other, and I'm thinking, ain't no road closed here. I got me a four-wheel drive, baby. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll talk about some roads closed. So uh, I'm thinking, you know, and it's like, well, it's up to you if you want to go. You know, Louisa is saying that the girls are saying, you know, and he said, well, you know, it, it's up to Dad, whatever Dad wants to do. It's, you know, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, we're going to Buffalo. So I get a little bit farther where the raw truck stop is. Everybody know what I'm talking about? And there's this huge sign. And guess what it says? Road closed. <laughs> but Jerry, I don't know, but that didn't stop me. I looked at it and I thought, uh-huh, road closed. I got four-wheel drive. And I'm like, Luis, we, we are going to Buffalo. You know, so we're sitting there and we're trying to determine some stuff. And I'm thinking about some things and I'm going, okay, okay. There's one sign. There's two signs. You know, it's kind of like that little story about the guy that was stranded on the roof, you know, during the flood. And, you know, the Lord sent the sheriffs by with a boat and then, you know, and, and then sent somebody else by, and he said, why don't you come on in with us? And they're like, no, nah, we're just waiting on the Lord. And then the helicopter came by, and they were still on the roof, and they went home to be with Jesus because they flooded. And then um, they were like, you know, St. Peter, what's going on? Why, you know, we were waiting on the Lord. He was like, man, I sent you three people to, to get you off the roof. So I said, okay, we're going, right? Luis is like, Luis is, Luis is excited with me. Like, we're on a journey, baby. You know, we're on a journey. We're, we're going to Buffalo. And I get going a little bit past. I go past Jericho services. And, and the road gets worse. And the road gets worse. And the road gets worse. And then, you know, and while we were there at the raw truck stop, there was a semi that came through. And I thought, if he can make it, I can make it. I'm going to Buffalo, man. We're on a mission. So we get going, right? We get going, and I begin to start looking at Luis, and then there's a car right in the middle of the road. And we drive around it, and I said, Luis, see if there's anybody in there. So he gets out, and he looks in there, and there's nobody in there. So obviously they got stuck. They were stranded. So let's go a little bit farther. So we go a little bit farther, and I'm beginning to look at this, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, this is not a good idea. I couldn't even get to the Fort Supply, turn off the Fort Supply Lake. I couldn't even get that far. And all of a sudden, there were no tracks in the road. It was steep. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, uh, I think we're going to turn around. And it was hard for me because, you know, my son-in-law, I got to be the man. You know, it's like my son-in-law, and I'm, I look at him, I say, Louis, I think, I think it's best if we turn around and go back. And he was like, oh, you what a, no, no, he just didn't. He, no, he didn't. I was just kidding. Wow, what a baby. You got to go to, no, he didn't do that. He just said, I think that might be a good idea. And I'm like, okay, two are in agreement. Let's turn this baby around and let's get back. But even though we didn't get there, God made a way. And I was able to get a hold of the county commissioner in Buffalo. And, and I said, well, you, here's where I'm at. This is what's going on. We said, we're aware of you. We're going to get you in because there are some there are some protocol. I don't know if you realize that or not, but there is protocol that they try to follow during these storms and emergency management and things like that. There are protocol, and live animals are on that protocol list. You know, not to human beings, elderly, that sort of thing, but they do want to be able to get in and free up, not just so you can go to your garage and, and work in your shop, you know, but they, they did. So they cleared the road, and the, our employees stayed there. So that's just, that's just another testimony of what 
of what's taken place. And we honor our employees. We, we honor you. And we've been talking this month about honor. And I, I'm hoping there's something being stirred within us. Last week was amazing. I, I don't know. I told Shelly, I said, we're in a new place today. And you can hear it. You can say about it. You can prophesy about a new place, a new place, a new place. But the only place that we're going to get to in a new place is if you determine in your heart and purpose to go to a new place. We can't push you there. We can't drag you there. We can just lead you to the, you know, the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. It's like we will set the table, but it's up to you whether you're going to eat today. God is setting the table for some us, for some things. The Scripture talks about honor. And when honor, when we honor others and honor those that are around us, say honor. It brings what? It brings life. There is life to honor. So let me just take a look at your handout real quick. I'm just going to review a little bit what I was really talking about with my glasses. I went out to feed um, the cows, Jerry's cows in Visai, and we had a hard time getting there and had to pull Luis out. He got stuck and my big truck got him out there and... and um, but we got a bale of hay, and we dropped it off for the cattle. And obviously, I think I had my glasses on my head. All I know is that when I got home I, that morning, I got up, and I was going to read the Word and do some stuff. And I was like, where are my glasses? And I looked all over for my glasses, and I remember, remember having them with me when we went to Visai. But I don't remember having them when we came back. So I, if there is a cow out there that needs some glasses, that obviously I hope they get those things. And and Jerry, if you see a cow out there that's got a pair of glasses on, then you'll know they're mine. Ask him back for them. Amen? So let's take a look at a couple things real quick. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about discovering the power of honor. We are coming to a place and an understanding in our lives that there is something about honor. There is something significant. And in a life of a believer... I think we need to highlight this even, even greater, even come to a greater place. First of all, let's define honor real quick. If we're going to talk about discovering honor, we're going to define honor. Honor literally means to prize. It means to revere. It means to value. It means to highly esteem. Say highly esteem. Who do you highly esteem? I had a conversation with my grandson this morning about honor and, and highly esteem. And, and all of a sudden, I saw him begin to honor his mother. She would call for him, and, and he would he ran upstairs, you know, to say, yeah, Mom, what is it? And, and I thought, wow, he's beginning to catch this, this thing about honor. We begin to highly esteem each other and one another. I think that's value. That adds value. Who do you have in your life? We call them grace growers, people that irritate you. Because we do have people that irritate us in our lives. Oh, come on, Pastor. Yeah, I got people in my life that irritate me. But, but what, do we do, what are we doing to begin to honor them in the middle of that irritation? Because you're like, now, Pastor, you're really asking me to do something I am just not going to do. I just want to speak to you a moment and, and have you really check with the Holy Spirit on that to say, how can I begin to honor them in a new way? The Bible talks a lot about honor, and it talks about um, the foundation of honor. We want to get there. But if we begin to honor, we talked a little bit about who we honor. First of all, we honor God. If you're filling that out, there's some scriptures there. I'm not going to go over that, but we honor God. Say, honor God. The second thing, there are some scriptures that we give you there that talks about honoring Christ. Say, we honor Christ. So we not only honor the Father, we honor the Son. 
The other one is we honor parents. And we talked a little bit about Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. And it says to honor your father and mother so it will be well with you and that you may have what? Long life on the earth. Say life. Come on, everybody together. Say life. Life. It's life. See, when he's talking about honoring your parents, and we talk the difference between honoring and obeying. Obeying, you do it because you have to do it. When you honor somebody, you do it because you want to do it. And it's not about you. See, well, I just don't feel like doing it, so I'm not going to honor them. There are times where you don't feel like doing it. That's the selfish, soulish nature. But then you do it because you honor them. So my mom says, Eric, take out the trash. And, and I say, why? I can be obedient and do it, or I can honor her. If I knew that it would give me life and life more abundantly, then I'm going to go, sure, not a problem. I'll take out the trash. I'll do those things. So we, it, it changes. It has to be a heart change. Because you can do it out of obedience, and you'll re receive a blessing out of obedience, but when you do it because you honor, you receive a greater blessing. Can I say it that way? You can be obedient, and the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice, but honor can transcend even obedience. And when you do it out of honor, God says, I will release life to you. The commandments of the Lord in Exodus talks about obeying your parents. And it talks about being a commandment with a promise. God says, you know what? If you honor your father and mother, then here's a promise that life's going to be better for you. Here's a promise that you're going to live long on the, life, on the earth. I, I want to I have a long, prosperous, healthy life. I do. I do. And I believe as a, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, I don't have to get sick and have a disease. Come on, somebody. And to, and to be prolonged in agony for 30 years dealing with diseases that I, I want to be like Kenneth, Kenneth Hagin. I mean, he, he sat in at the breakfast table with his wife, and he looked at his wife, and he said, I love you, and I just want you to know that. And he went home to be with the Lord. And he, he wasn't sick. Come on, somebody. Enoch was there. The, the was, Enoch loved the Lord, was there, and then he was no more. I'm like, I want to be like that. I want to. I want to just, you know, when when I've done, when I'm done, just I want to just go be with you, Lord, Amen, and and not have to be because of sickness. Sickness is not of God. Wherever you are theologically, I'm here to tell you, sickness is not of God. He's not going to throw something on you to see how strong you are in Him and where your faith is going to lie. Sickness comes from the enemy. Dishonor comes from the enemy. And honor comes from God. Can I get an amen on that? So he talks about honoring parents. Number four, he talks about honoring all people. And I can't remember how far we got the, that day, but, but I'm just going to share a few scriptures with you. 1 Timothy 5.3, and don't turn there. In fact, let's, let's get you, if you got your Bible your iPad, your iPhone, or whatever, get, get in there, and let's look at, I'm going to have you go to, let's go to Philippians chapter 2. And you find that, that in your Bible, Philippians chapter 2, we're going to get there. And then when I get there, you'll already be there. How about that? That's cool? That'll work. So real quick, come some scriptures, and we've got that on your handout. 1 Timothy 5.3 says, Honor widows who are widows indeed. 
1 Peter 2.17 says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Again, honor all people. All people. I'm challenging you today, who in your life do you need to honor? Because there are people in our, in our lives we need to honor. Parents can honor their children. Children honor their parents. Employees can honor their employer. And employers can honor their employees. Well, they just use me and abuse me and do all these other things to me. Well, they're honoring you by giving you a paycheck. You agreed to receive that paycheck. I am looking at people that honor the Lord, Larry. And this couple, this couple is an amazing couple. First of all, they tithe and they give to the Lord. When I received a phone call and they were coming from Tulsa, and they said, Pastor, we're going to be coming, we're going to visit the church. I'd never had this happen to us before. Pastor, we're coming, we're going to visit the church. And I'm thinking, in 14 years, I've never had somebody call me and say, we're coming to visit the church. We, we've been on the website. We've looked at some things. We want to be able to get involved. It was like they kind of knew where God wanted them to be, but they needed to have some confirmation of that. And they contacted us. And so we were looking for them the first Sunday they came in. We were looking for them because I had talked with them. You know what they did? They honored us. They honored me by just making a phone call and saying, hey, we're, we're, we're believers, followers of the Lord. We've come from Church on the Move, Willie George ministry in Tulsa and, and what they've been involved in. And, and they honored us by saying, we're coming in today. We're going to be coming in, or this was like on a Thursday, maybe on a Wednesday or something, Thursday, Friday. We're going to come in and we're going to visit. And they honored us by doing that. And, and that was amazing. So when God moves like that, I'm not surprised. It may surprise you, but how many of you know it didn't surprise him? And, and the Bible says to, to bestow honor those that are due honor. And in a way, God will do that. He'll bring you. Why? Because he wants to help fund the kingdom. See, a lot of times we think it's all about us, and it's really all about him. It's all about him making a difference in the lives of honoring widows, about honoring other people, all people, about loving the brotherhood, and about fearing God. And he even goes on at this time to say, look, guys, in the middle of what you're doing, in this wonderful Christianity that you're free in, don't forget to honor the king. We still honor our president. Whether we agree with his philosophy, where he's at, we are going to honor him. We don't agree. We... Help me, Jesus. We honor the office. Are you with me? And the man that's in that office, however long he's in that office, we honor that position. Because I honor the president doesn't mean that I agree with everything that he does. doesn't mean that I like everything that he does. I honor him for the office in which he is set in. Does that, that make sense? So let's bring it down another level. If he's talking about honoring all people, as an employee, should I honor my employer? Well, he's not even a Christian. He doesn't even like God. He, he just, he's just all about money. He's all, well, that's what he's in business for. I mean, 
General Mills is too. You go to the grocery store and get you a little box of Cheerios, and you go to the deal and say, look, they want me to have a nutritious breakfast. Right. They want you to buy the cereal. You can have the nutritious breakfast after you pay for the box of cereal. Amen? You're not getting out the door without paying. Oh, come on, somebody. So we honor them as the position in which they're in. I've seen testimony after testimony after testimony. No matter whether the employer was right or wrong, as the employee honored them, then God will honor the employee and promotion takes place. I talk even about Richard. I, I wanted to honor him today because his, that guy is an employee that honors his employer. Are you with me? And then favor, God's goodness, his grace is bestowed back on him. Oh, come on, somebody. See, we got to get this thing. Because it's not about you, it's really about Jesus. It's really about God moving through you to impact the area in which you're in. And if you honor the king, if you honor the employers, if you honor those that are in authority over you, then God can release honor upon your life and bring you and set you in places that only God can, can place you at. Say honor. So honor is an amazing thing. It, it's, it's about bringing life. So we honor offices. We honor, um, we, we honor those that are around. Now, employers should honor their employees. You know, does that mean that the employee isn't expected to do anything? No. Uh, I, I put it this way. An honest day's dollar for an honest day's work. Hello? That you, you know, when I was, when I was employed to do a certain job as a category manager to buy fruits and vegetables from around the world to supply um, 71 grocery stores. I was employed to do that job. Not just do it for two hours a day if I was employed to do it for eight. Can I get an amen here? Come on. Or an oh my or something. <sighs> Help me, Lord. I'm talking about honoring all people. Honor is of God. Dishonor is not of God. So if I, as I honor employees, as I honor employers, as we operate in honor and honor each other, there's giftings, there's talents, there's, there's abilities in each and every person. And that's what we want to look at. Paul Manwaring was talking about it. I listened to a message, and he, he talked about it being the glory. See the glory in somebody. See the glory. How many of you know it's easy for you not to see the glory in me? It's easy for you to see something other than the glory in me. But I see the glory in my wife. <laughs> I see the glory in Larry. I see the glory in Tammy. I see the glory. Are you with me? In Bernita. I see, if we will start looking at people the way God looks at them, God is... God is not looking at your mess. If you're, if you're a believer and follower of Christ, God is not looking at your mess. He's looking at your righteousness through the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, somebody. Well, I messed up. Yeah, you messed up. Well, I got knocked down. Well, get back up. Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't honor my employer. Well, honor your employer. Start over. Are you with me? Do it tomorrow. I know those that get promoted 
are those that are willing to honor their employer, even if it's work or study or whatever it might be, but to work hard. I've never seen anybody work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, honor their employer that the employer doesn't end up blessing. Think about that. So if he's talking about honoring everybody, are you honoring the other people you work with? Are you honoring them? No matter where they came from, what their background is, no matter what their color, race, creed, or religion is, are we still honoring others around us? There's a biblical term, selah, and it's like, hmm, think on that. Hmm, meditate on that. Hmm, ponder on that. Am I honoring who in my area of influence that I'm around that I could begin to honor in a greater way? Well, I know you didn't dishonor, but are you honoring? I didn't dishonor them, but are we honoring them? What's a way that we can begin to see them now and let's pull out that glory that's in them? If we start looking at people for their glory, your life is going to change. We start honoring them and seeing something in them. You pull that glory out because that's what God wants. You know, it's amazing. Moses spent the Lord to time with the Lord, right? And he became like a light bulb. You know what I mean? He was like he was glowing. They're like, oh, Moses, put a bag on your head, man. You're just kind of glowing over there. It's just too bright a light up there. You've just been hanging out with God in his glory. Are you with me? So then why does Moses come back and ask God again, show me your glory? God was like, come on, Moses, we just spent 40 days together. You was glowing like a light bulb. Are you with me? Because he wants to be able to pull that glory out. He wants to release that glory. Moses was like, man, he was like, I've been in the presence of God. I've been in his glory. And now, I, God, I want to get in your glory again. I want to be able to receive your glory. I want to be able to operate in your glory. I'm telling you, when the glory of God is released on your life, you're going to glow. They're like, what's up with you? You look like the cat just ate something, right? I mean, and you're like, mm-hmm. what is that? It's, it's just I'm thankful for the snow. Oh, I don't like the snow. No, I'm thankful. See, all of a sudden we begin to shift things, and there's atmospheres here that God says, I want you to begin to shift. I want you to shift the atmosphere in your home. I want you to shift the atmosphere in your school. I want you to shift the atmosphere in your grocery shop, and I want you to shift the atmosphere in your workplace. I want you to shift the atmosphere, to shift the atmosphere to be able to look at people and see their giftings and talents and then just pull it out of them. Man, you're, you're amazing. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're amazing. Come on. Tell them you're amazing. I mean... I, I, you know what I do? When I do some of that stuff like that, I look at the countenance on your faces. And you turn to somebody and you all of a sudden go. Yes, I am. I have a wonderful little granddaughter, Sophia. And I said, you are so beautiful. And she'll go, yes. Do you see that? Do you see what happens? Do you see? Don't you think the atmosphere is changing? Oh, come on. The atmosphere is beginning to change. Something's beginning to change. So we need to honor all people. Say all people. Um, Romans, uh, I could go into Acts 28, 10. They honored, they honored us with the marks. Paul was talking about this. They had been shipwrecked. And they were actually at a place where they had been pulled out of, out of the water. And there was like, uh, gosh, I think it was and. 169 people 
And it was really cool because um, they were beginning to build a fire, and Paul was helping communicate with the with, with those that were there, and 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 they had been shipwrecked, and they got him out of the sea, and and he was they were building a fire, and <laughs> Paul was help Paul the apostle Paul was helping them gather sticks and help build the fire, and it was a snake, and the snake grabbed a hold of his hand. This is in Acts beforehand, and Paul shook that snake off like that, and everybody was looking at it, thinking that Paul was under judgment. And he adverted judgment because he didn't drown in the sea. Now, the snake had bit him that was poisonous. And because he adverted the judgment of the sea, now they expected him to be judged by that snake. And Paul shook off that snake. Come on, you got to shake off some snakes up in here, I'm telling you. And you know, he shook off that snake and they looked at him and they were like, Oh, he's fixing to die now. It's a poisonous one. I want to see him swell up like a big old balloon. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's a prisoner. And he didn't swell up. And they looked at that and they saw that. And then the Bible talks about them honoring them. How many of you know when your ship goes down, you got nothing? And the Bible says in Acts 28.10, he said, They honored us with many marks of respect. And when we were setting sail, they supplied us with all that we needed. They lost everything in the wreck. Come on, somebody. And then this, because of the honor, they, Paul says they not, only, they, not, they not only helped us, they helped us with a lot of different things, and they also supplied us with whatever we needed. And Paul was a prisoner. He honored God. He honored Christ. He honored probably his parents. I don't even know if his parents were alive at that time. But he honored all people. Let's, look at, let's go to number five. Marriage is to be honored. Marriage is to be honored. Hebrews 13, 4 says marriage is to be held in honor among all. There is and there will continue to be a, 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 a war against marriages. You know why? Because God says marriage is to be honored. Marriage is to be honored. There is blessings because of that. I began to start thinking about the Hebrew writer and, and, and how he had placed this. And there were different things that he was talking about in Hebrews in 13 about honoring, 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 honoring. And he goes in and has, he says, marriage is to be honored. Why? Because he said, there is such a great release of the spirit of the living God when marriage is honored. As I, in our, as I honor our marriage, listen, and I keep our marriage pure, it's a picture of Christ and his relationship with the church. Are you with me? Don't you want Christ to keep our, his relationship with the church pure? He's going to. We want our relationship to be pure with him also. Amen? So say honor marriage. Number six, guys are like, oh, no, I don't want to go there. Husbands are to honor their wives. Highly esteem, remember, to revere. To value. He said, husbands, you're to honor your wives. And we're not corporately, we should, we should honor our wives. First Peter 3 7 says, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way. As with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and listen, show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. And then there is something attached to that. He says, so that your prayers will not be hindered. You got that? Somebody got it. 
okay, let me ask you a question. If he says to honor, hey, my love, come right up here. If the word of God says for me to honor her, okay? And I honor her, then I pray, and my prayers will be, are you with me? If I dishonor her, and now I think I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer about this thing. If I honor her and my prayers will be answered, will not be hindered, then if I dishonor her, then what I am doing is hindering. Let me take this a step farther. Prayer is communicating with God. Let me honor you, my love. Let's give my beautiful wife a hand and we honor her. You need to pray. Prayer is communicating with God. Okay, so now let's take this to another level. If I don't honor her and I go to pray, I can still pray as we think about prayer. God, Father, we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. But now all of a sudden, my prayers are hindered. Meaning what? God's not going to answer my prayer? Meaning the communication. Who is the uh, um, uh, I'm traveling and I it, uh, call, call me later? You've been on a phone conversation like that? It's like, hey, dude, just call me back. Click. My communication is interrupted. My intimacy with dad is interrupted. You know what happens? I don't want to come to him and talk to him because I've dishonored her. And I really know it's wrong. Are y'all getting this? So he says, husbands, we need to honor our wives. Here's where I want to get to. Humility is the foundation of honor. I tried to figure out how as we honored others, as we honored God, as we honored Christ, as we honored all people, as we honored our wives, as we, we honor everybody that we possibly can honor, I tried to figure out, could I bypass some things to get this honor to take place? And there was a foundational thing of honor, and it's humility. Say humility. Okay, let me give this to you. Proverbs 15, 33. It says, before honor comes, what? Humility. Proverbs 18, 12. It says, but humility goes before honor. Proverbs 22, 4 says, the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are what? Riches and honor. Excuse me. Honor and life. They're riches, honor, and life. Riches, honor, and life. Are you with me? Riches, honor, and and life. What comes before riches, honor, and life? Humility. Is that how you see it? The reward. When you're humble, when you're humble before the Lord, then God will release things upon your life. Let's look at Proverbs 29, 23. 
It says a man's pride will bring him much great gain. <laughs> Everybody's like, doesn't say that in mine. It'll bring him low. But a humble spirit you will obtain honor. Honor. A humble spirit will obtain honor. So let's look at Christ's example. Philippians chapter 3. I'm almost done. Excuse me, Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to just start off at verse 1. Therefore, if there is an encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if there is any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit. There we go. I love that. Intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but in humility of mind, regarding one another as more important than ourselves. Let me preface this. Humility is not demeaning ourselves or thinking poorly of ourselves. That doesn't make you humble. It comes back to Christ. I live and breathe and have my being in Him. And I am humbled because of what He's done for me. That's the ultimate thing. We've got to keep that as the forefront. So he goes on and he says, Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, <laughs> but also the interests of others. Verse 5, having this attitude, what attitude? It's an attitude that Christ had that honored the Father. Are you with me? He says, in yourselves, which you also have, was also in Christ Jesus, whom although he existed in the form of God, didn't regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. I do not believe that Jesus was really had an identity crisis. He didn't. He knew he was connected. He knew who he was connected to, and he operated that way in which he was connected to it. He wasn't arrogant. He wasn't boastful, although the world would call him arrogant or boastful at times. He wasn't arrogant, and he wasn't boastful. He just knew who he was and what he was called to do. When we understand honor, then it releases life in us. we got to know who we're connected to and what we're, what we're all about. When you understand your value and your honor that you have, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, he valued you so much. He honored you so much that he said, a way for me to make restitution or reconciliation is to send my son to do that. Jesus had, he knew who he was in his skin. I saw this commercial the other day. It was a Dove commercial. And it was this guy, and he was talking about, it. he was like, I'm you football player, John Elway or whoever it may be, and, you know, and I, I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I thought, hmm. How many of us would say, I'm comfortable being a believer and follower of Christ? Are you comfortable in the middle of a demonic setting? I think we need to be. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Oh, come on. We've, that's why it's, it's, it's about identity. So he goes on and he says, here's, how Je here's what Jesus did. Although he existed in the form of God, he didn't regard equality of God with a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, 
and being made in the likeness of men, fully God, fully man. Are you with me? But he divested himself of the God things to walk as a man so he could understand what all you go through. There's my cross. Before the cross, he divested himself of those God things. I mean, he, he had Pontius Pilate. He's like, man, I could call down some angels on here to bring out a can of something on you. Do you know what I mean? He's like, I could do that. I mean, he had the power. He had the authority to bring in legions, meaning six to 7,000 of angels, and wipe some things out. But his humility of his father, his humility of who he was, he emptied himself of that pride, selfish, conceit. Come on, somebody. It's, he, he emptied himself of that stuff. It's not easy to empty that stuff. When you're beginning, the world's beginning to look at you and they're beginning to lift you up and say how great you are and all that other stuff. And we know there's a difference be, between flattery and honor. And they begin to flatter you and you begin to start getting your head three times as big. Is anybody getting something today? He says, being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Verse 9, for this reason also God highly exalted him. Do you see what he did? I mean, he, he took him and he said, look, you're going to die on this cross. And he, and he died on the cross, the worst death that could ever be. And then they put him in the grave. Come on, he went down. They put him in the grave. But where did he end up? Highly exalted. The father said, you're going to go through this, but it's only going to be for a little while because I am going to pull you out and put you right here. He honored him, didn't he? There is a name that is above all names. Above any name on the face of the planet. And it is Jesus. And he honored him, and he said, he said this, he said, God also exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Verse 10, there's that in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, those on heaven and on earth and under the earth. Uh-oh, watch out. And every tongue will confess Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of who? Not to Jesus, but to the glory of the Father. So when you're in a grocery store and somebody gets hurt, Honor the Father and pray for them. Uh-oh. That's outside my paradigm. Well, get your paradigm in God's paradigm. When you see somebody that's hurting, you can just release compassion and sympathy upon their life. Honor them and say, look, I just want to honor you and greatly value you. Can I, can I just pray for you? Or I want you to know I will be praying for you. Of course, we want you to take it to that next step because everybody says, I'll be praying for you. And then they get off 10 minutes later and they forget all about you. So pray for them then, right there. Last scripture I want to share with you is 1 Peter 5, 5. I think we've got that for to be able to put up. The foundation of honor is humility. I'm not going to go in and teach about false humility and all that other stuff. Just, just know who you are in Him and leave the results to Him. Come on. If He says, pray, lay hands on the sick, and they'll be healed, then pray, lay hands on the sick, and then they'll be healed. It's not up to you to bring the healing. It's up to you to be a conduit for Christ. It's up to you to be that son and daughter to do what He wants you to do on the earth realm. 
1 Peter 5.5 5 says, You younger men likewise be subject to your elders and all, and all of you clothe yourselves with what? Humility towards one another. For God opposes the... But He gives to the... Grace is God's favor. Undeserved favor released on your life. Well, I work hard and I deserve it. You may, but I'd rather have God giving it to me than some employer giving it to me. Because an employer can give it to you and they can take it right back. But if God gives it to you, that employer may try to do everything they possibly can. And God's going to release favor upon your life. They're going to see you with the glory that God's given them. And they're going to say, look, I think you're doing an awesome job, man. Let me promote you. You're faithful in all the things that we do. And we've been looking for some faithful people. So I'm going to promote you. Hello? You're faithful with the little things. The Bible says when you're faithful with the little, he'll make you what? Ruler over much. Well, what we want to do is we want to be ruler over much, but and we want to get paid to be ruler over much, but we want little responsibilities. I'm telling you, the higher you go, the greater your responsibilities are. Jesus said this in Luke 14, 11, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Operate in the power of God because you can. Step out of the things of the world. Why? Because you can. Break out of bondage, addictions. Why? Because you can. Those things that are trying to hold you and pull you back, you can break free of those. Oh, come on, somebody. You can break free of those. Why? Because you can outside of Christ I couldn't do it outside of Christ I tried to do it over and over again I took the 10 steps the 20 steps, the 5 steps, the counseling I did all this other stuff and outside of Christ, before Christ I couldn't do it but all of a sudden I get in Him I'm in Him and I'm from this place here that now I live and I operate in Him and and it's a new day. It's a new time. It's a, it's a new way because why? The Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's in Him I move and breathe and have my being. So I might have been held in bondage there. But no, no. I'm walking into freedom. I'm coming out where I was at. That drug, that alcohol, that sexual perversion, those things, they may have held me back then. They're not holding me back now because that's who I belong to. And I'm not telling you that because you need to be humble. I'm telling you that. You need to be bold to the point where you're saying in him is the only way I can do it in him I can do it, in him it's got to be in him, it's got to be in him you tried it before and it didn't work before, you tried it time and time again don't just try God, get into God, put on the God, be clothed with Christ, be clothed with his anointing, be clothed with his breakthrough, be clothed with his honor in Jesus name, hallelujah say I can do all things on, I can do all things. Well, I'm going to be president of the United States. Are you going to do it in him? If you're going to do it in him, it can happen. It can happen. Stand to your feet today. God is releasing honor. He's releasing honor. He's releasing honor. He's releasing favor. His grace. 
You know, we've talked about the difference between grace and mercy. Mercy of God is not receiving what you do deserve. God's grace is Him giving you something you don't deserve. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you're outside, get in. If you're outside, get in. If you're outside, you're in the dark kingdom. God says, come into my glorious kingdom, the kingdom of light. Maybe you got a bondage here today. Maybe honor is the very thing that could begin to break that. We brought the Westons in and we honored them. Why? Not because of flattery. First of all, it was a belief that on the Lord, as we humbled ourselves to them and honored them for what they were doing, it's going to change things as we move from here forward. Look around here today. There's some people that need to be here today. Honor somebody and say, look, I want you to come to church with me. It's not about building a church. It's about building a family. But it's about honoring you. They're not going to get honor out there. They're going to get flattery out there. Because somebody's going to flatter them so they can get something from them. God wants to honor you so he can promote you to advance the kingdom. Amen? Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we just thank you for your people here today. We thank you that we do honor God. We honor you, Father. Jesus honored you. We thank you that we honor Christ because your word says when we honor Christ, we honor the Father. We thank you that we do honor all people. We thank you that we do, do honor our wives. We thank you, Lord God, that you just, we release great value. I ask you today, Father, to show us, highlight, put your finger on, point to us those that we need to release honor to. Maybe we've not been doing anything. We haven't dishonored them, but we haven't honored them challenge today is for you to be able to to honor somebody in your life. Who is it that's there? Who is it that may be an irritation or a or maybe a pebble in your shoe or something like that? That when you honor them, the pebble, pebble will be removed. It's really about you and God bringing you into what he wants to bring into. We, we ask you to release humility. That we empty ourselves of ourselves and operate fully in you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Turn to somebody and say, you're awesome. Tell them you're amazing. You're fantastic. Why we're honoring you today. If you have a prayer need today, we want to pray for you today. We honor and bless you. Uh, if you we want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. Come on. Uh, thank you for being part of this today. We bless you. Go forth in his power and his might today in Jesus' name.